This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Tiesta Tea. Tiesta Tea was started to revolutionize the way people consume tea. Finding the right tea should be simple. What will it do for me, and what will it taste like? By focusing on function and flavor, Tiesta Tea makes tea approachable and easy to understand. Tiesta Tea created five functional categories based on the health benefits that each blend naturally gives you. And with a variety of flavors within each function, there are blends to fit every taste and lifestyle. Use code TMIGOS20 for 20% off your first order on TiestaT.com. That's TMIGOS20. Welcome to the TMIGOS podcast, the show where we talk life while enjoying tea. Today, I talked with Montre Hardage. Montre plays in the NFL as a safety for the New York Giants. Montre and I discussed tea, herbs, mental health, football, self-care, and more. Give Montre a follow on Instagram at MontreHH and enjoy the show. Montre, what's up, dude? How are you doing today? What's up? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah? Yeah. I love it. Are you in Florida? Currently in Miami right now. Um, been enjoying the weather, enjoying the good food, the nice beaches. Mm. So yeah, you know. Miami, I've been there. I think once, twice. I don't know. Um, but the food, it's so good. Especially like, I I like my I like spicy food and I like spi- like just sp- spice in my food, mm-hmm. and you don't always get that here in Minnesota. It's a very, it can be a bland <laughs> diet of, of a lot of fish and stuff like yeah. walleye. Um, so I, I appreciate Miami for that. Definitely, definitely. I, yeah, like you mentioned, I would assume fish is probably the, kind of the freshest thing you probably would get in that area. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but just from geographically speaking, so it makes sense. So like for me, it's just been like a lot of tropical fruit and just learning more about, you know, the different types of fruits like soursap, you know, all these different things. So. So yeah, it's been really cool to kind of <clears throat> learn more about that. What's what's soursap? It's uh, it's a tropical like it's just a tropical fruit um, that has a ton of antioxidants in it, um, and so yeah, just being like, <clears throat> and obviously South Miami, you're so much closer to tropical areas such as like you know if you're in Africa, South America, so you get this you know wild type of you know fruit that you can like harvest in you know areas such mm. as such as this so a lot of people have been migrating you know crops such as that up here so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because it's about like as south as you can get in the united states towards i mean i don't i don't know like actual geographics like if it is like the southernmost point in well there's there's like i think fort lauderdale might be south but like basically that whole area right is like as close to like the tropics like you're saying in the united states that you can get so mm-hmm. so that's nice it's such it's i think that's fascinating about the united states like after i've, tra- I've traveled to like different countries what's fascinating is the united states is such a a big country and spans across so much land that it has different geographical landscapes like so minnesota and florida same country extremely vastly different (laughs) different geographies and you don't always see that with other countries like you kind of forget that 
Like I went to Ireland. It's like the sure. size of Minnesota. So mm. they're like not where it's like the whole yeah, like the whole state of Minnesota or the whole country of Ireland has like kind of the same weather patterns where it's like you have the whole country of the United States vastly different. Yeah. Wait, are you Irish yeah. by by chance? No. Okay. No, I know the 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 red beard mm. <laughs> kind of uh it's a lie it's all a lie it's all a lie <laughs> <laughs> well okay i i should say i i go based on what my parents tell me and i am predominantly italian okay and like 75% italian and 25% serbian that's what i tell people cuz that's what i've been told sure um I've heard there's a little bit of German in there, but I've always been curious to take one of those ancestry, ancestry tests just tests, to yeah. see, because I've heard like people take that and they're like me who have been talking like, oh yeah, I'm 75% Italian. Mm. They take it and they're like 10% Italian yeah. or like no Italian. They're yeah. like, what? <laughs> what happened? It brings everything to light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you? What's, what's your uh, background? Mostly Nigerian, man. Um, to be honest, I think I did. I think ancestry yeah i did an ancestry maybe three years ago i was nice. in college um and yeah i just took it just out of curiosity mm-hmm. and yeah it was just mostly rooted um uh, towards nigeria nigeria so. cool so yeah that's yeah. pretty much what i'm going with i'm gonna just hang my hat on that and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> i love it i yeah. love it and there's actually um shout out to bio he was on the podcast i forget what episode but he actually has bloodlines to some like nigerian prince oh and so he's like he always like i remember like one of the first times meeting him like that's like his like icebreaker he's uh, like oh i'm actually a, a nigerian prince or i have uh, like the blood of nigerian prince like, I'm, like legacy right yeah Dang. i'm like damn that's pretty that's pretty fucking cool yeah that's interesting so like my aunt she she's like the same way she's like i feel like i have like you know um king or like a, a queen in my blood like she just feels like she's on top of the world mm. I'm like i'm excited i was like you know what maybe like for your birthday i'll just buy you an you know ancestry um you know dna yeah. test and see like you know where you actually you know d- come from whatever so right i think it's interesting because like she always brags about that she just feels like she's like somewhat entitled and i'm like all right like, <laughs> let me see where this energy is coming from maybe it is yeah blood. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah maybe it maybe it's something or maybe you're just uh riding the high horse yeah. that you got there <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i love it i love it well cool dude what uh what do you got drinking or what are you what are you drinking today so actually let me let me pull it up right now i'm gonna actually show show the people the test of tea brew infuser so this is really yes. cool i'm gonna actually set this down in a minute and show yeah, shout out to Tiesta T, sponsor of the Team Egos podcast. Um, they got this uh, this really cool infuser that that Montre's using right now. Well, I don't it's, think uh, they it's can called see the it. Brewmaster. Yeah, the Brewmaster. Oh, that's what it's called. It's really yeah, cool, yeah. man. And then, so what? Um, all right, so so what are you actually brewing? Oh yeah, today? this is uh, so this is my loose sleeve iron tea. Your loose leaf iron tea. Yep. All right, let's it's hear about it. It's called iron fluorine. Um, so what it has in this magical cup, sarsaparilla. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that yep. herb. Yep. Elderberry. Jamaican. Is it Jamaican sarsaparilla? Yeah, Jamaican. Yeah. Um, blue vervain, yellow dog, um, burdock, and there's one more. 
or I can't think of right now. Mm. But yeah, what's the I've so there's two of them there that I don't know. Um, you said ye- yellow, yellow dog, it? yellow dog. Yeah, what's that? Uh, so it's pretty much like an anti-inflammatory. Um, okay. Um, yeah, and anti-microbial. Yeah. Um, yeah, microbial. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, burdock. You know what burdock is? Yep. 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 I know so, what burdock is. So yeah, pretty much all of this kind of just this. I look at this as like a stimulant because like it has a ton of iron in it, and so like me being, you know, athlete, mm-hmm. you know, I need things that are going to just, you know, regenerate blood cells and, and things like that. So I kind of look at this as an opportunity for me to like, you know, take in the morning and even at night to like purify my blood and also to, mm. to get energy starting the next day. Yeah. So sometimes like right now, like midday, I'm like, hey, like I need a boost, get my iron tea and I'm, I'm good to go. Is that is so is this a blend that you made up or is this a do you buy this? So I actually bought this. I like for me, I was just taking sarsaparilla. Um, I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. Sarsaparilla is it sarsaparilla? sarsaparilla. I don't. Yeah. I hear it's a weird one. <laughs> so, it's got yeah. like a, it has this like a random R in the middle. Yeah. So I was like, is it sarsaparilla mm-hmm. or is it sarsaparilla? Right. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, my. <laughs> so I was just taking um, sarsaparilla. I'm gonna go with sarsaparilla, yeah. and you know, it's the <laughs> highest concentrated um, herb that highest concentrated iron herb there is on the market mm. um and so now saw that i was like all right but i'm a really huge fan of elderberry i was like how can i mix the two and then i finally just randomly saw all these you know different herbs together and i was like let me just give it a try and then i saw that you know learning more about iron and how it has like you know has the, a gravitational pull to pull other minerals with it i'm um, just mm just because how potent and how concentrated it is and so like things like magnesium zinc gold calcium uh, phosphorus all these different things right so i'm like all right like if i'm in taking this iron i might as well take other things too and so you know ingesting the elderberry is the biggest thing that i've like experienced from it it's just like it's like a mucus eradicator it helps me like mm-hmm. if let's say if i go out a couple times like go out you know or have a i guess some wine or you know go out to dinner and, and drink something and you know how you wake up sometimes congested yep. have my elderberry clear me out throughout the day and i'm good and i realized that was just like you know a really good key for me um to to implement into my you know daily interactions yeah so how did you discover sarsaparilla did you like just google and you were like looking up like yeah. high iron concentrated um, it was herb. very random i actually went to this farmer's market um this organic farmer's market um in miami and i shout out to lance um he's he's my guy he's uh, big into the plant-based community big into the sea moss sarsaparilla sarsaparilla um, blue vervain he's he's all into it he like embodies everything that we're talking about right now so ran into him and we just started talking about you know mother nature um mm-hmm. you know being an at we we're both athletes and we were just talking about our experiences and talk about, you know, how we're trying to live a better life for, you know, ourselves and obviously for our community. And then he pretty much introduced these herbs, um, herbs to me. And I was just like, OK, like, what is this? Like, what are the benefits? And then he kind of broke it down, had his encyclopedia book in terms of herbs. And I was like, all right, this is really dope. And so then, yeah, it was just just from that moment. Nice. And so Lance, um who is he? Like, what's his background? Yeah, so he um, he was a, a Div- Division One basketball player. He had sickle cell. 
that sickle cell trait mm. and i have sickle cell trait and so how we kind of just had a conversation we we're just like you know he was telling about his story he was just like you know he was going to he was playing ball i forgot the name of the college but ended up playing professional basketball like overseas and he was telling me throughout his experience that he was having a lot of trouble like with cramps and things like that i'm not sure if you're familiar with sickle cell trait i'm not in the symptoms i know i've heard of it but okay so short synopsis like of it it's pretty much like um the body well it's pretty much like a, a blood disorder that occurs like whenever you um exalt yourself through like strenuous like types of exercises so mm. normally like i'm cool but like things like conditioning um flares and inflames the body and the blood cells sickle into like a you know how blood cells are like this and then you just think mm-hmm. of them they kind of just like look like a crescent of a moon that's how they turn yeah and so we're yeah. becoming deprived of oxygen and then okay. and so you start to we started to like you know talk about that and it was like well the key thing you know, for oxygen, the spark plug of the body is iron. And so then we started realizing that actually, you know, we, we need to intake more iron as, you know, black individuals who have sickle cell trait. And so he was just like, you know, a lot of individuals, when they think about when they have, you know, all these different types of blood disorders, they lack iron or, you know, mm-hmm. they may be anemic and th- these different things may be too cold. They may say, you know, things like that mm-hmm. you actually have to put more minerals in your body and so talked about yeah. that talked about vitamin d but yeah that was just pretty much the entire uh, conversation of like how he like how his transition was and like how his experience was because no one actually knew like what the answer was for him but he actually figured it out after he stopped playing and it was herbs nice yeah that's amazing i've talked yeah, it is crazy because I've talked with a, a few people now who they go to doctors and they don't really know what's going on with them. And some like autoimmune diseases, some things like you're talking about with the sickle cell mm-hmm. and no one can really help them out. Like they, they have ideas, but nothing ever works. And then finally, like they do some some of their own research and then they're like, well, let's try this out. And usually it leads them towards like an herb path. Yeah. And Lo and behold, like a few months later, this, the thing is either cured or they feel a lot better. Yeah. And I've, I find that, so I'm a lucky individual where I've never had any kind of autoimmune disorder or anything like that where I've had to explore that. Yep. But I find it fascinating talking with, with people who have experienced that and have kind of taken it into their own, own hands and made, took it personally mm-hmm. and decided to to do something about it and to go about it in the holistic realm. Cause Absolutely. there's a, there's a place hundred percent for pharmaceuticals sure. and they have, yeah, they have their place here, but I've always said, if you can try and attack it first with herbs and something like a natural medicine, yeah. they try like for me, I feel like I would try that first like then again, it depends on the severity yeah. of of what you're what you're struggling with. Absolutely. Um. So that's that's super cool because and you mentioned something. Is this a common thing among black individuals? Oh, absolutely. Um. So if you, so you, you remember malaria, the malaria disease? Yeah. So the body. I'm not sure exactly during the time period, but so the the evolution of the body during this time period for for black individuals who were close to the equator. Um, they, 
you know, we're having malaria, getting bit by mosquitoes and then ma- mm-hmm. malaria happened. And so what their body did was, you know, pretty much create a defense mechanism for it. And so by pretty much um, creating a different type of, I guess, metabolic shape of the red blood cell in order to protect itself for the from malaria and yeah. deprive itself from oxygen. So it's just a body like natural mechanism yeah for Adapt- creating yeah, yeah for adapting um which was really cool right and you think about yeah that's people amazing. who are blonde blonde headed you know it's their mm-hmm. body adapting to you know that type of you know drug drug geographic location in order to get better you know vitamin d from the sun yeah the darker your hair is the more you know you have to be in the sun in order to obtain mm-hmm. um you know vitamin d and also like this is a really good educational point and yep, a lot yep. of like black uh, you know black individuals actually need to be in the, the sun more than our fair skin individuals because mm-hmm. of our because of our skin complexion yeah and like we we actually need to like bathe in it much longer because we have protection that pretty much you know takes a really long period for us to actually ingest it consume it mm-hmm. and so a lot of people you think about athletes or you think about people who are in the midwest more so darker darker skin individuals have or vitamin d deficient mm-hmm. and so if they're not taking their supplements or you know taking the things that they need you know they may have or experience you know rickets or they make child children may be bow-legged and this is all due to vitamin d calcium and magnesium and how they're all they play a huge role um and so yeah it's really really kind of interesting yeah um, that's yeah yeah, no, that's that's super important, and it's um, me being a very fair skin, light haired, blonde haired, blue eyed, like I, I can, I'm out in the sun for like 15 minutes and I'm burning already. And you're so, good, yeah, that's uh, yeah, but I'm good too. Yeah. I get like the vitamin D at the same time. Like you feel um, it, you know. It's just yeah, yeah. One, oh my gosh, I've now that the weather is turning here in Minnesota, I've incorporated daily walks like outside. And it's predominantly I do it like in the early afternoon when I start to hit that slump of just like staring at my computer all Mm -hmm. day working. And then I'm like, I just need some fresh air. And I look even just like walking outside and just breathing fresh air is enough for me almost. But then you walk around. I'm out there for like an hour. I do like a a loop around like a lake that's nearby. And yeah, I swear, like just the sun hitting my face because it's still a little chilly. So like I'm usually in like a long sleeve shirt or a sweater. And it's it's something different and vitamin d3 Mm. man like i mean we could talk on on that for such a long time because that's such a deficiency nowadays especially because so many people are working indoors and even someone like me who i'm light i'm light skinned but if i'm not outside it doesn't matter yeah you're not going to be getting it yeah so i that's actually since moving to minnesota i've incorporated vitamin d3 into like a morning supplement just yeah. because I actually experienced a little bit of that seasonal depression mm. uh, the first winter I moved here. Sure. Where I just felt my energy like just super drained. And I was like, and after like doing like a little research, I was like, uh, maybe I'll try like the whole fish oil and, yeah. and vitamin D3. Because so for people who maybe don't know much about vitamin D3, it is fat soluble. So it's good to take it with some sort of fat. And you don't need a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's good. You can eat it with a meal and typically there's enough fat in a meal that you can, that it absorbs well. Right. 
or fish oil is a great thing. The one that I have actually has fish oil and vitamin D3 oh, in it. That's great. What, what so brand is that? Oh, uh, Whole Foods. I, I don't know. I okay. went to Whole Foods and I just liked it. It was not this, not super expensive, kind of like that mid-range. And gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I feel like I should know more about, like do a little bit more research on the brands. Um, I kind of maybe too much trust like i don't shop at whole foods all the time because it's too expensive but i i kind of trust their supplements there are you are you like a trader joe's guy i do love trader joe's again it gets a little expensive if i do all my all my shopping there because mm-hmm. i uh i like to buy bulk stuff too and trader joe's isn't, isn't the best place for bulk stuff mm, fair enough um so i mess around with aldi i mess around with trader joe's and there's a a butcher actually right down the like two blocks from my place that's where i like go and get my meat and yeah it's so i'm I'm all over the place whatever is i got you whatever i can do yeah yeah yeah. what about you um yeah big into i mean right now my girl got me on trader joe's i've been Mm. hammering that pretty hard so it's been pretty much that and if i need something really like convenient i either go to Publix or go to this place called fresh market um, or if not, I just wait till Saturday and go to the to the farmers market, so and just get some stuff there. So that's what yeah. it's pretty much my routine. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. I'm I'm hoping that farmers markets are back this mm. summer because usually they're they're all over Minneapolis, but last year it wasn't anywhere right. just because of COVID. And I'm excited because there's there's a lot of good places. There's actually um a farm called Urban Ventures here in minneapolis um super cool because it's like a kind of like a community garden because it's and it's downtown it's in the middle of minneapolis and they've done a really good job at uh kind of bringing a garden bringing a more rural style living into the middle of a city wow and i really appreciate that like i've i worked integration yeah, yeah, exactly. I went to Memphis once and, and helped out at a few community gardens there, and it opened up my eyes to that style yeah. of just, like, bringing, again, bringing that into a city, a bigger city, and amazing, amazing. That's really cool. I mean, Memphis alone was, was amazing, too. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Man, I'm actually interested in learning more about herbs, man, and yeah, I've been thinking, like, should I take a class? Like, you know, what's the... Maybe you can help me out with this. You know, how do I, you know, bridge this gap between, or not even bridge the gap, but like, how do I, what's the best route for me, you know, as being mm-hmm. like, you know, just a curious dude, want to enhance not only my education, but just lifestyle on herbs, tea, and just the whole idea of, you know, embodying, you know, a journey, you know, such as what you're doing right now. You know, what's the, what's the, maybe it's not a proper way, but what are some options? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and because I'm kind of doing that myself, um, it's I, I know I'm not a complete expert on herbs and tea. I've I've really started to d- dive deep into this. I would say in the last year year and a half has like kind of really been when I got super deep into this stuff. Yeah. Um, so. One, I think that there are a lot of good educational books. Okay. I actually got a few, I think, here. Um, hopefully I don't ruin anything. Um, this one is called Body into Balance. Okay. I 
I love this one. I'll um, I'll put it in the show notes for people to check out, and I'll I can text you this after the show. But this one, just a little bit of, of detail behind it. It kind of breaks down. So it breaks down the body into like different systems. So you have like the mm. immune system, you have like your gastrointestinal system. Okay. Um, breaks it down even for like women the and women's hormones and then men's hormones and supplements like what is going on in your body like when it comes to nutrients during the some of these cycles and what like when it comes to at least the hormonal cycles and what you need to supplement and how you can get that pretty much through an herbal oh wow holistic that's beautiful way um so there's a lot of books like this and i just kind of went on to google one day and was like just literally Googling a bunch of different books. And I ordered like that one. There's there's one called Breverton's Complete Herbal Guide. Um, That one I don't like as much, but it really goes deep into like the history of like one specific herb. And then it kind of gives like what it's supposed to do, like in history, like what it's been used for. It's not my, not my favorite. I really gravitate towards this body into balance. Um, so this one, and then just a lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff online, obviously. The, the problem is you have to also find um, high quality sources. And so there's a lot of PubMed, if you PubMed, yeah. go on there, that's like the Google of research papers. Research papers, for sure. Yeah. So you know that they, they typically do a good job at, at filtering out what is good science versus crap science because again the internet's full full of a lot of beautiful stuff but also a lot of shit absolutely and and so it's like it's hard especially if you don't know it's hard to decipher what's good quality content and what's bad quality content absolutely and they do a good job um and i i've now i kind of i've kind of understood like when I, I can quickly glance at something and be like, okay, I'm, I don't trust that or mm-hmm. I trust that. I've gotten to that point after just doing the research for over like a year and a half now. Sure. And so just kind of exposing yourself to stuff like that is a good way. And then when you have questions about like specific herbs or specific body parts, it's going to, yeah, like you go into like this PubMed and you can like look up dandelion. You can look up elderberries. You can look That's up really cool. stuff and like it'll give, uh, it'll give, some research that's been done and like peer reviewed research. So again, high quality content, that's the important part. And honestly, if you, or if anybody listening does have questions, like I said, I've been doing this now, not too long, a, a year and a half, Yeah. but this is stuff I love doing. I love kind of not, not really reading the research papers too much, but I like skimming through them because sure. they can get a little wordy at times. Yeah. Um, but that's my chemical engineering background. I kind of do <laughs> do like that stuff. Um, but that's that's like the, the place to start really is just grab some good quality books that like do a little research on who the authors are. Yeah. Find out because, again, there are some books out there that aren't the best aren't the best as well you gotta you gotta just do do a little little dig and do a little research and Mm -hmm. and from there um yeah you can you can typically that's a good place to start at least that's how i've started i know like i said there's a lot more for me to learn and Mm -hmm. understand and i'm i've gotten good at learning the things that i do know 
but I'm very interested in like, yeah, like kind of what is that next step? Right. Do I, do I find like a true herbalist who has dedicated their life now? It's like 10 plus years of studying herbs, the growing herbs, working with herbs and, and tea as well. And so mm-hmm. like, that's actually kind of why I started this podcast mm. is I want to absorb a little bit of knowledge from these conversations. Sure. And there's, oh, there's a hundred percent a selfish reason for, for this <laughs> podcast too. Oh, good. <laughs> But I, it's a community, man. Want, it's dope. Exactly. No, for sure. Exactly. Like, I, I don't, I see it like one, this is something I'm interested in. And I know that there are people out there who are also interested in this mm-hmm. stuff. So what better way to learn than just having conversations like this and working through this stuff? Exactly. I wrote on the, um, on the fridge in there. I like write notes and stuff. I said exposure yeah. um, equals expansion. You know, just like, mm. You know, you have conversations like this, you know, get exposed to different, you know, routine base or, you know, different things that people, other people are doing. You know, you start to expand and start to, Mm -hmm. you know, realize, you know, there's something that I didn't know or there's something that's different that I could be, you know, trying to learn a little bit more about. So I think that's what it's about. I love that. Where did you hear that? Or did you make that up? No, I didn't make that up. Actually, I, I was listening to like, I'm just... I think I was listening to stocks or real estate mm-hmm. um, and they were talking about their experience as an individual and then, you know, they didn't realize, you know, there was an opportunity to make money in these different categories until they, they met a mentor. And then he was talking about, you know, if I didn't have this exposure, I would have never been able to expand, you know, mentally um, in order mm-hmm. to grasp information or even, you know, put myself in a different uncomfortable setting where i was able to learn about something and i was just like you know that's deep and you think about us growing as humans like we need to to be exposed to different things to travel to taste different foods in order to expand our perspective um to Mm. gain more insight and feedback on different things because if we live in our own bubbles we're not able to actually expand and actually grow and then you know for me i'm like our entire like i guess staple of being on earth is to evolve and, and learn and do all these different things and to gain culture capital um, i think that that's really the bridge <clears throat> that connects different humans different communities together it's about understanding yes. other people and their their culture and things that they, they they have routine with because if you don't understand someone else's routine you can't understand them you, you don't understand what's going on so that expansion piece is huge, man. You just build all these. Also, I'm big into like the brain now, so neurolog, like learning about neuroplasticity, like learning mm. about all these crazy things. Well, not crazy, but very vital things. I feel like, um, but just understanding, like we have to get out there. We have to like continue to like build upon our pathways because when you do mm. that, perspective can take you a long ways. Yeah, dude, I I couldn't agree more. When it comes to the exposure thing i think that's kind of going back to to travel it's Mm. such a eye-opening thing when you go to a new country and you just like immerse yourself into someone else's culture and you experience that and you get to kind of pull away even if it's just for like a weekend or for like a couple days you get to pull away a lot from it and it's one of my favorite Again, one of my favorite parts about just travel in general. I think that's a 
It's how you learn. It's how you get connected with people. It's how overall just you have the human experience. Yeah. Because if you're trapped in that bubble of like whatever town you're living in, whatever city you're living in, like Mm -hmm. some cities are great at like diversity and everything. I know here in the Midwest, you don't always get that. And so it's important to to go experience that elsewhere. Uh, I totally agree, man. It's just when once you have that luxury to to you know expand and and to travel, I think it's something that I think we all should want to do. Um, yes, and especially just being advocates of you know learning. It's just like the best way to learn is put yourself in someone else's shoes or, mm-hmm. or to be submerged into a different environment it's kind of like class well you're not able to learn about class unless you go to a different class a different you know um type of you know subject or whatever that may be it's the same thing and so if Mm -hmm. you're able to connect those two or no other analogies i think you're you'll be able to see you know what kind of benefits you can obtain from you know those experiences so yeah yeah it that even so like it even allows me to think about because one right now you can't really it's it's, for a lot of people it's challenging Mm -hmm. to travel across like countries but you can still do this even on like a micro scale Mm -hmm. even in your like own town like first off if you don't know your neighbors go get to know your neighbors that's a Mm -hmm. that's a first step and then secondly if you're in like a city like we are there's impoverished areas of the city typically unfortunately that's just kind of a thing with cities and if you are not living in that city or in that part of the city then go help out there go go experience a little bit of someone's someone's life there and i realize that like it's not oh there's some areas that just like aren't safe like yeah be smart about it yeah <laughs> De- definitely do your research be be intelligent about any actions that you're going to take but it's a it's a good way to expand again just expand your knowledge expand your mind constantly learn and experience because i'm i'm a firm believer in life is just all about learning yeah. and it's a never-ending learning process and that is the simplest way to do it is with conversation and mm. especially with those around you. I agree. That brings up a really good point. So I've been listening to Emmanuel um, Echo. You ever, you heard of him? He's the, I've he, heard of him, but I don't know much. Yeah, he has a, um, a show called, um, a show and now he has a book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Hmm. Um, hear it. But yeah, he pretty much worked on an Oprah, former NFL athlete. Um, former um, Texas Longhorn uh, football player, and he did some other stuff too. But one quote that I've taken from him, like, yeah, this is kind of like, I-, I can just see it like playing a huge role in all different aspects of life. And this is his quote Proximity breeds care, distance breeds fear. Repeat Proximity that. Proximity breeds care, distance breeds fear. I like that. Yeah. Proximity breeds care. Distance breeds fear. That's truth. Yeah. That's truth. And I was like, yo, like, that's deep. Mm-hmm. I was just like, we don't really, you know, take that into consideration. And a lot of his conversations are about the injustices in America and, you know, his experiences as a black man and, you know, talking about 
policing and things like that. And the biggest, you know, connection is that culture capital that we kind of mentioned and getting into getting into, you know, other cultures and like learning more about that. So like it can breed a more healthy, comfortable react or relationship. Mm -hmm. And you think about, you know, the less you know about something, you know, you're a little bit more timid or fearful to kind of, you know, react or create a relationship with them because you don't really know, you know, what's on the other side. And so mm-hmm. you're just like doing that due diligence really does pay pay dividends at the end of the relationship and obviously during the relationship because you learn so, more, so much more about a community or things that they have that are rituals or herbs that they, that they you know, cherish and have, you know, with their customs or, you know, things that they're consuming on a day-to-day basis and you just ultimately you just create a community and it's just like everyone has everyone we're tribal beings so we have our own things that we connect to but we're human at the same time yeah we care for each other and we want to you know see everyone you know be happy yeah and yeah exactly and live, it's yeah. uh man it's like and it's it's such a simple thing it's like that's the that's the like almost like the challenge it's like it's so simple to go and talk with people and get to understand what someone's going through and just like to practice empathy that's Mm. that's like the it's such a powerful thing to just practice empathy and like you said when something happens instead of reacting just taking a step back be like all right maybe what's going on in this person's life yeah like if i can't ask them directly like i kind of like if someone does something to me where i can't ask them like and i take it like my initial reaction is like anger like mm-hmm. all right well take a step back what uh, maybe they're having an off day and like i and if i can't go up and like talk to them like i just kind of assume like yeah they probably are just something bugged them today and i and they just took it out of me whatever brush it off yeah. but if you can go talk to that person like maybe it's a close relative it's a friend it's someone that you can talk to and be like what's going on like do we need to talk about something like is are you how are you doing how yeah. are like it's it's as simple as like tr- like a how are you doing but like not just letting it be like oh i'm fine like yeah digging a right, little deeper right. tapping into it yeah, like because i think it's it's natural for us to like get on the conversation or like you meet someone oh hi how are you doing everyone's like oh good but like yeah. you know to actually really tap in and actually hear someone like that changes the story. Like, that changes the conversation because if someone is like, oh, like not feeling too good. So then now the conversation is like, maybe you had something that you wanted to talk about, but now you need to cater the conversation to the needs or to the, mm. to the feeling of that person. And if mm. we're just a little bit more conscious or a little bit more, you know, open to having those dialogues, I feel like we'll allow, you know, not only a smooth transition, but just a healthy relationship and a healthy conversation. Cause it can be one thing like you you know your kids come in or you're talking to your mom oh hey how are you doing i'm doing fine and then after that you guys are just talking about you know things that happen you know on your way to work or how it was work but you're not really tapping into the details of like you know that experience and how you feel now and like and how you're trying to get through that because like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's the ultimate therapy talks like this should be like therapeutic it should be like Mm -hmm. feeling good like you know, and I think sometimes, like, you know, we don't necessarily have that in our household or in our peer group because everything, we're so influenced by work, 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 achieve, success, you know, all these big things that don't really allow us to reflect mm-hmm. and have that time to have candid and frank talks. 
um, therapeutic talks. And obviously this kind of leads into like something I'm trying to create too. I'm trying to like create like a therapeutic guide or a journal mm. for athletes. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. And, and yeah. So what's, this is like an untapped yeah, space. Yeah. So this is kind of untapped space. Uh, specifically, I'm creating a therapeutic guide for black athletes. Um, and I wanted to focus more so on black athletes because I guess, you know, I'm, I'm a, I was a black, well, I'm a black athlete and I feel like I never really had the opportunity to, to, to have therapeutic sessions with my black fellow friends during our athletic experience. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, dang, like, you know, I wonder what my other like friends think about this or thought about this during this time period in college or high school. And so I've had to have talks with them to kind of flush out, you know, some of the things they were experiencing and like, you know, therapy or having a journal or talking about problems wasn't really a, a quote unquote daily norm for us. Cause it's just mm. like, you know, you go to class, you go to tutoring, you work out, you know, whether it's a game you have later on, whatever that may be, mm. it's just about performance, performance, performance. And then like, we may have a, you know, after the game, a time to recover and reflect on the game by looking at the film and things like that. But there was really no opportunity for us to check in on our personal health mm. as much so as our athletic and, you know, educational, like, I guess, expectations. Mm. And so I was thinking about, like, the times where I was, I was, I remember, like, I had some dark stages or, you know, dark feelings just feeling like, you know, I wasn't able to get over different humps or feeling like people weren't there for me during this time. And I feel like I wasn't able to actually voice that. And so, I'm, so I was thinking, I was just like, you know, what if I had a journal, you know, that was very therapeutic, was guided, asked me questions that was relatable, you know, to me. And like, you know, being black in America and also being an athlete, also, you know, being a student. Mm-hmm. All these different identities, like how am I able to like grasp those things when at times like whenever you're out there competing, no one cares about your identities. They just want you to get the job done. And so like trying to like understand those different like sectors of our of my lives or, you know, multifaceted parts of our lives and and bring them all in together. Because um, sometimes like, you know, we have all these different things that you know, we have trouble with discussing and sometimes it's just best to write about it, especially anxiety. And I've been going, been doing, I've been going through this, well, like learning more about this neurology and like learning more about like anxiety and like mm-hmm. how the biggest thing in order to like get over anxiety is to um, activate the, what is it? I forgot the brain, this part of the brain, uh, the frontal lobe. lobe. Yeah. And actually you need to like do things like to stimulate, you need to do like an external like stimulation, whether it's with the hands or moving and that suppresses the internal thoughts of negativity. Mm. So that's why, you know, writing is, is used as a therapeutic thing because you're focusing on the stimulation outside the external. And you think about whenever you're anxiety, you know, when you're worried, you're kind of like, if you're in a space where you're not doing anything, that worry just becomes more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, bro, just trying to really tap in into like all these different sectors of our experiences and lives where, you know, sometimes like, you know, being a male, you know, we're not taught to like have feelings, to show feelings or to write them down and do things where it's, 
we can overall you know become better so yeah that's what i focused on i like that i like that a lot and that's there's a lot there that's um important for people to hear and to kind of absorb i think one of the things that you were talking about and and i even noticed this in my life and talking with people i think that this might be unfortunately a, a real thing and especially going through high school mm. it's it's a time of life where i know for me i didn't voice like any feelings i that stuff was all bottled up and like it, it was bad it was it was bad like i look back on high school and like just like it it literally like paralyzed me mm. from like doing things like because i was just so afraid of like acting on things and stuff like that so when i hear like it is amazing because I, I like i said i've talked with enough people now where they've kind of had similar experiences especially in that part of their life like in a high school part of their life and so something one i think just the conversation about mental health and taking that personal time um is is so important and the Again, going back to the conversation, one of the episodes I had with uh, Andrew Brown, he's the co-founder of Strong Mind Apparel, which is an apparel mm. based on um, like a lot of their, like 18% of their proceeds go to funding. Um, it's, a, it's an organization called NAMI that's for uh, mental health awareness, basically. Oh, great. And he has this idea, like, I don't know if you, when growing up, like you had like a dentist like come in like when like i'm talking like second grade third grade like a dentist would come in and like talk about teeth and like how mm -hmm. it's important to keep like mental hygiene or their your dental hygiene right. um and like they would give out like toothbrushes there would be like fun videos and i had that at my school granted my dad was the dentist so he uh <laughs> he would he would come in and do that stuff but like he had this idea of he's like if that that's a thing for like dentists and like they did it with like some other sort of like physicians like whether it's like physical therapists would come in and like do like something physical or whatever he's like why is this not a thing for like therapists like mm. where they can come in and teach you these little right. practices something like you're okay. talking about yeah and i love like the fact that you're like kind of targeting specific people because there are those when people identify with like every all the categories that you were just saying there's stuff that like I don't understand and then I can't understand yeah. and but you do and you've been through and so it's important for you to voice that because there I guarantee you someone's going out there looking for something and like experiencing the same thing that you did experience and so kind of being an advocate for that that's a really cool thing now is this like an actual journal that you're thinking of like kind of like a physical journal or more like a like an idea and then you'd branch it out like i guess yeah i'm i'm really focused on creating a journal um and somewhat you know creating a community around that and so whether it's you know having you know pretty much like the demographics from high school college and professional yeah. um so they're able to tap into themselves like to to ask themselves questions because like Sometimes, like, you know, we're socialized and, you know, we're influenced in different ways. But sometimes, like, we need to step, take a step back and realize from a high school, you know, perspective, collegiate, you know, and you're professional. You know, mm -hmm. there's times where you need to actually, you know, ask yourself these questions and check in to to rate yourself, to, to, 
to, to see where you physically, how nutritionally, nutritionally, mentally fit you are. Mm. Um, so I think time, sometimes like we may be going on this kind of like flow and it may be negative. We may not even know that, you know, it's mm-hmm. not really benefiting us because we're just because someone told us we have to do it, had to do it or this is part of the job. Mm. And so if it's just something that's part of the job and you don't really align with it. Well, you have these different resources to to see if this is something that you want to do and if this is something that aligns with you. And so I think it's always really good to have those checks and balances. And I think sometimes that we kind of just ride on the high horse and and just like, you know, say, well, you know, I'm going to give it my all. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens. But, you know, during that time, you know, giving your all, still check in. I love it. I love it. And so you play for the New York Giants. And how have you kind of, have you been able to incorporate this into like the locker room, into Mm. like, into your team's atmosphere? Like, I mean, I guess a lot of questions there. Like, I guess one, how is like the team atmosphere? Like, are you guys like open about this stuff or like? Is this something that like you're because I mean, like, again, on the professional level, I mean, it's, I feel like especially on the professional level, like you are expected to do so much that, again, I can't understand. And I'm very curious about and if you want whatever, anything and everything you want to share. Yeah, I, I'd love it. And I'm sure. A lot yeah, of but <laughs> definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. So I guess, again, kind of kind of open ended. But like, what's that like? Yeah, to be honest, like we had maybe some conversation about it you know last summer during you know OTAs because OTAs last year was virtual OTAs is organized team activities um and so we had an opportunity to talk about injustices more so and become very vulnerable in that space but Mm. we didn't have the opportunity to talk about mental health to be honest um and I know everyone has their own battles that they're you know struggling with and things like that and during the season i realized you know i went i was kind of just like mentally fatigued or not as mentally strong as i wanted to be at times Mm. and so during the time like during the season i didn't write i didn't have a journal and it wasn't until like in january after the season or a couple days after i started looking at different ways to kind of build my mental health up and I realized it was journaling so this is like all new so like it wasn't even something that I even brought to the team or some players you know talk with and that's something I'm looking to do um but yeah so I do think there's a huge 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 space to talk about this um because everyone comes from a different you know region of the country and experiences their culture you know everything is totally different and the battles i think we have to come together and actually try to heal each other because we're a team like you know Mm -hmm. we go out there and do the same thing we try to you know expose other opponents weaknesses and we create game plans in order to build and enhance our performance so i'm like why can't you know there's an opportunity to enhance our mental performance and we do have a, a, a psychologist on the team hmm. um, who's pretty, she's pretty active. Uh, but I even found my, myself at times like not being 
as like being a little bit timid to talk to, talk with her. Mm, okay. um, and and I'm sure that other guys have too. But like I start to ask myself, ask myself like why like yeah like it just you know it's just like this is a resource. Why can't why am I afraid to use it? Yeah. And so I think you know I you know I battled with that question, and then I came down to answer. It was just like you know this this isn't something I'm used to. This is always this was always deemed as distance for, for me, and now it's it's in the you know proximal area. I can, you know, we can breed something that's more healthy. Mm. And so, you know, I did reach out, you know, and I have like tried to build a relationship with her now and things like that. So like, it's just like me stepping out of my comfort zone and like, you know, doing something that's ultimate for me. And so it's about trying to normalize it, make it look, well, make it seem as if, you know, if it, if it is accessible, so let's use it. Um, and some people at times kind of, stick what, to what's comfortable because mm-hmm. you know when things are comfortable or you're in a groove you're you're working unconsciously you're you're subconsciously moving and mm-hmm. it takes that five percent of consciousness or whatever percent that that person may yeah. have to actually <laughs> say no like i actually need to work i actually need to be uncomfortable and I actually get to a point or get to a resource that can truly help me so so yeah we're gonna have to tap in and actually do something that's actually conscious for once yeah. for ourselves yeah so yeah being comfortable with yeah being comfortable with discomfort it's one of the one thing one of those things i've heard i don't know by who but yeah <laughs> I, I, i've taken it to heart and it's like yeah it, again even it's like like little things in in life like when it, whether it's like sitting on the couch and watching netflix like or i could be working on my blog i could be yeah. working out i could be doing so i could just go for a walk i could do stuff like that um so in in your case the discomfort there is being vulnerable and being able mm. to open up to a stranger pretty much like whether she is there around a lot or but it's a, it's a, she's a stranger yeah. and yeah it's man there's there's so much power in it and and especially as a team like like you said you guys are going into battle like every sunday whatever yeah like during the fall you guys are going into battle like terrorizing your bodies <laughs> and like so on top of just the physical deterioration that, that that's going on it's there's mental, mental. stuff too that's and if you're not part. taking yeah if you're not taking care of that like just i know again can only speak physically or personally yeah when my mental health takes a hit my physical health like sure. plummets like it, it's just like a I, I'm, I have no energy to do anything like it, and it's like not even on top like sexual health like mental health emotional like it's all of those things kind of take a hit and if i just kind of get my attitude straight with my mm. mind it's easier to tech to start like okay let's get back into working out let's get back into figuring out like what's going on with me and if you guys do that, if it, if it becomes normalized in a community like you, like the, like the NFL, like where even just like the giants, if it just becomes like, in my opinion, you guys are going to click a lot, Mm. a lot better. Like there's going to be, I mean, talk about like becoming like true brothers and like, absolutely. You're going to, you're going to feel more comfortable. Like, like for me, football is, is it's the only, no, it's not the only, but it's one of the, um, best like 
team sports when I, and I say best meaning like you really have to rely on everybody to do their job for sure and i know that that's the case with a lot of team sports mm-hmm. um i'm just i'm saying that because i've played football you obviously play football yeah. and yeah if you guys are able to read each other's energy mm-hmm. and you don't even have to like like and yeah. like you said all of a sudden things start even like with like that flow of comfort like you're comfortable with everybody so now subconsciously it's like you already know whoever like you already know that that he's got his position locked down mm-hmm. cool let me do me i'm gonna and i'm gonna be good and then all makes of a sudden everything easier it makes it everything easier you guys start finding success and yeah it's amazing it's 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 amazing what that could do i i'm excited for that because i think that you could be a leader in that in that realm at least like i said at least with the giants and uh if not even taking it a step further absolutely uh, no, that's a great point because when I mean, you talk about chemistry, you talk about community. You know, ultimately, you know, football is, is a brotherhood type of you know aspect that you know a lot of guys embody. And it reminds me. So I had a I had a group. I was a part of a group at Northwestern mm-hmm. called Real Men, and it was pretty mm-hmm. much like you know black black student athletes, black male student athletes coming together and having real conversation. Mm-hmm. And I found found it so therapeutic to actually vent this was my first time like venting to black brothers mm-hmm. and like being in a space of just like expressing thoughts and feelings and and i was just like man like and those were times my sophomore year at northwestern i, I was realizing this was my first time learning about just all the systemic racism. So this is 2016, mm. no, 2017. And I'm like, yo, like, um, it, I was just hit for a shock. Like, I was just like, I don't know, I don't even know how to process this. So like, I'm not even sure if people are experiencing or know about this, you know, mm-hmm. that are in my friend group. So, and I wasn't really sure how to actually, you know, talk about this. And there was an opportunity to talk about this and like come together and actually pray and do all these other therapeutic things, right? And I just found it so like rewarding, and I was just mm. like, "Why can't you know everyone do this?" And so that was like the only one of the only therapeutic like actual experiences that I had on a weekly basis. Um, and so I was always geared to just doing that. I, I remember like one time um, I was with Lance. This is another Lance. Oh, shout yeah. out to Lance at Northwestern, um, <laughs> and. I remember one day in Evanston, you know how it is, and in the Midwest, cold, mm-hmm. <laughs> gloomy. I'm not even sure if it was rainy, but it was definitely wet outside. Yeah. And I had I was living across the street from the stadium at the time. It was my junior year, <clears throat> and he was just like, "Man, let's let's actually like get up and like go walk around the stadium and pray." Mm. And like initially, I was like, "You know what? Like it's cold. Like let's just stay in here. It's warm. Like cool. It's comfortable, right?" Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, well, you know, like, I think it'll be a good activity. Let's just do it. And, bro, you know, I got up. I started walking around the stadium. And we were just walking and talking, bro. Like, just breaking bread with each other. Mm-hmm. Things that we are having trouble with. Things that we wanted to pray about. You know, our goals. It was just like, and we were being so real. Um, and, you know, after that you know, walking and praying experience, man, I came back in the house, I was just like, man, that was probably one of the refreshing things I've ever experienced. 
and I was just like my attitude wasn't like you know aligned with it initially but like once I you know just stepped out of my comfort zone and just did something that I had no idea what the experience was going to be like I realized that <clears throat> it was rewarding it was something I was like I can do that again and mm -hmm. I can share this message with someone else and you know if they're having a tough time we can walk and pray and you know whatever it is comf you know comforting for them yeah. um so yeah it was kind of all these different things you know have come to terms with today and like things that i want to do and what things that i found that was you know really really helpful for me yeah shout out lance that's, yeah, that's a good friend right there like surrounding yourself with people like that who not only like say something like that like and offer up that that opportunity to do something like that but then maybe like force you to do it sometimes yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trust me i've experienced that like far too often where mm. i have uh yeah i'm in the comfort of my own home and it's a it's a gloomy day or something and i'm just like nope not gonna do anything and then i get a call from a friend i'm like ah oh, Oh, everything's just like you have to get up get yeah. dressed put on some warm clothes go outside drive like so hard and then you get there you finally do it and it's so rewarding, like, so rewarding. there's something to that like the i've i've learned that whenever there is fear or anxiety or something mm. in the path of some of another thing that is presented so like for instance like this walking around the stadium for you you had those i maybe it wasn't fear or anxiety but that like you just had like a really strong urge just to sit down and like just no i'm not Absolutely. gonna do it i'm not gonna do this um whenever there is that there usually there's something rewarding mm. on the other side of yeah. doing that and so I'm try to remind. I'm not the best at it, but I try to remind myself of that because then, then I'm like, okay, clearly this either this is presented to me either by someone else or it came to mind. It's like I should do it. I should do it. And so again, it's like even like little things like when the all of a sudden I have like for a second the quick urge to go work out and then it just goes away and it's like oh, but I have to go get changed and I have to yeah. And for me, my workout room is in my basement now. So I don't even have like an excuse. Like, I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, that's really <laughs> it's convenient. Clip. Yeah, it's really convenient. So like I just I've converted my basement into some into a workout room. Okay. And but once I again, once you get going, the everything starts flowing. You start once I start moving, I turn on some good music and then mm. Yeah. Agreed. Starts moving, starts flowing, Agreed. and then like yeah. and then you can take on the rest of the day. Either the rest of the day like it feels good, like just to sit down here, even and relax, have some quiet time, and then I don't know, some, yeah. something there. Yeah, I agree. Dang, I love it. You, um, so you're the you're the safety for the Giants, right? Yeah. Let's let's talk about your uh, let's talk about your football experience. So, what? Um, I guess let's start from the beginning. Where, when, when did you first play football? First play football, sixth grade. Uh, grade? Play for was the, it? yeah, it was a recreational team. So it was okay. like Pee Wee League. Yeah. Yeah. Play for the Packers, actually. <laughs> the Packers. Play for the nice. Packers, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started playing running back and offense, really offensive heavy. And then 
seventh grade, I played pretty much the same league. And then eighth grade, I played middle school ball. And I played corner cornerback for the first time. And had really good success with that. I uh, moved over to high school, um, playing in varsity as a freshman, okay. um, which was nice. really, you know, kind of a big deal, which which was cool. Yeah. Was talented enough sure. to be out there with the guys. Yeah. And where, uh, where did you grow up again? I grew up in Cordell, Georgia, southwest okay. Georgia. Um, yeah. Very rural town. Not much going on there, but mm-hmm. football fanatics for sure in terms of the community. So. Always, that was always healthy to have, um, and so yeah. I mean, just in terms of that, and it was just football. Played basketball, ran track, played played soccer one year. So I always tried to stay active. Um, I always knew there was an opportunity for me to play at the next level. It was just more so like what I wanted to focus, you know, yeah. whatever sport it was. Um, and so having the opportunity to focus on football primarily because of the the upperclassmen and i saw that you know they were getting scholarships and i saw you know, i was just saw the love like that they were getting and i was yeah. just like who doesn't want love right if you're a high school you know you're yeah, a high right. school individual you know what i mean it's just like man i want to be loved like let me just do this and like see what happens and so i came really good at what i was doing i was playing cornerback cornerback safety and i was playing some receiver um and so i was just like you know putting up numbers in those areas and got an opportunity to get recruited um, mostly mid-major schools schools at the beginning um, mm-hmm. and then later on I got a scholarship um, a couple of days before signing day mm. and so at first I was committed to Georgia Southern um, and then I always told myself like you know if you know if I got a Stanford Northwestern Notre Dame whatever that may be like this is going to be a business decision not only for football but for you know life after football yeah and so I got that call from, you know, Coach Fitz, and I was just like, you know what, like, you can sign me up right now. Like, I'm yeah, ready. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, this is a no-brainer. And so, you know, Amazing. I caught Georgia Southern, and I got hit with some hatred mail, whatever, you know, you know how that typical stuff go. But, mm-hmm. you know, made the best decision that was for myself. Um, enrolled to Northwestern 2015 of the summer. And then from then on, like, played play cornerback. Um Got some Big Ten accolades throughout that time. Played as a freshman also, which was really notable. So Nice. Really cool. Um, played with some outstanding guys. Like, great, great brothers. Like, like hands down, like, some of the most, like, intellectual, just, like, caring. Like, I don't know, well-rounded people. Yeah. And so, shout like, out I, uh, Cam Green. Oh, shout out Cam Green. That's yeah. guy. I, play, I was like, I, I played football with him in high school. Definitely. And uh, I remember, I think that's how we actually got connected. Okay. With, yeah, that's Cam. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I just had to jump in there. No, all good, man. Cam's a great dude. Um, yeah. I actually talked to him a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, actually. Nice. But, but yeah, guys like Cam, um, you know, made things a lot easier, especially coming from the South, being a cultural and geographic shock. Yeah. And so having, you know, a community like that and brothers like that made it so much more, you know, easy for me. Um, so ended up, you know, senior year, um, was a big year for me, obviously mm-hmm. had to put up numbers, had to do this and had to do that. Um, ended up like getting projected to go like third, the fifth round. Yeah. Um, like even it was like mid rate ground to end of the season. Um, but a couple games before the end of the season ended up tearing my hamstring had like a grade two 
ish hamstring and I heard it against Iowa, actually. <laughs> shout out to your shout out, shout, shout out, out to out. the armor monitor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I actually heard it against Iowa. Yeah. So then I sat out for two games, and I was just like, "We're in the Big Ten Championship. Like, I'm about to, I'm about to go out here. I don't care what the pain level is. I'm gonna risk mm-hmm. it. Like, like this is my only time to play in a championship game as a, as a collegiate athlete. Yep. And so I went out there, man. To be honest, I wasn't 100. Um, percent I played three quarters, man. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, is this when you guys played uh, Ohio State? Ohio State, yep, 2018. Yeah. Correct. Um, and I went out there. I mean, I had a good game, but obviously mentally, psych- psychologically, I was I was depleted. Um, after that, I went through the combine training, and probably the worst business decisions I've ever made was running at the combine, um, knowing that I wasn't really healthy. And I think I was like a month mm-hmm. and a half out from my injury. And with a great two, almost great three, it was pretty, I just needed more time. Yeah. And so I actually went out there and ran a terrible, terrible 40. Um, and just didn't perform well overall. I knew I wasn't, you know, where I needed to be mentally, physically. Um, mm-hmm. So I ended up not getting drafted. Ended up signing priority free agent with the Dolphins um, during the spring. And then went in with the Dolphins. Um, initially made the 51-man roster, but they're like, hey, like, you know, we want to develop you a little bit more. So I ended up going to the practice squad for majority of the year. They finished the 20, 2019 season active on the roster and then kind of moving into, like, you know, 2020 last year. Pandemic happened, all these, you know, unprecedented things. Um, mm-hmm. Another unprecedented thing happened. I got released, and then my D coordinator from the Dolphins actually transitioned to the Giants uh-huh. um, and so I was just like like maybe my, you know maybe my guy you know PG yeah. you know, he'll call me and like hey Muncher we're gonna pick you up and we're excited yes. for you and you know a day later of being released from the Dolphins I got a call from you know PG which is my he was my D coordinator yep. and he was just like hey like we want to bring you on like you know I think you had a great season last year blah 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 X's and O's and yep signed with them and then I was pretty much like, you know, ready in terms of from the OTAs and preseason and then mm-hmm. get up there. It's crazy. I don't think we talked about this, but ended up getting up there, have a, have a really outstanding preseason. And obviously we're not having preseason games, but we're scrimmaging against each other. Um, and like, you know, just doing my thing, making plays, getting along with, you know, my teammates, building relationships with coaches. Yeah. And then I have an injury, I have a hamstring injury again same one it was yeah, same one but it was like lower okay and so you know it was kind of like hey like you know we're, we're thinking about putting you on ir and you know we're bringing you back in a couple weeks what's wait what was that IR. So injured, oh, ir is injured reserve oh in, IR, injured yeah reserve. yeah okay. in, injured reserve and so i'm like okay like i can i understand like you guys like it's about to the season's about to start you need guys who can play and i can't play like immediately right now totally understandable so I went on IR for like three or four weeks and then they brought me back like week six during the season. Okay. And then I was pretty much active seven out of the 10 or 11 games last year, okay. 2020. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then went into the season. Yeah, went into that, you know, that portion of the season, finished strong. Um, and then signed like a, another two year deal with them. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much Kind of the timeline, I kind of, kind of rushed through that. But yeah, it was just, 
I mean, last year was kind of really uh, interesting because all those different like highs and lows for me, just in terms of injury, in terms of being a release, but then getting an opportunity, and then yeah, so yeah. I was just just really just tried to stick it out. So like mentally, like it was just like all right, like swallow this, but continue to work. And I wasn't really able to mm-hmm. reflect during those times because I was just like time is ticking. Like mm-hmm. I need to figure out what's the next move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes like you realize people take gap years to like just relax and like figure out like what they can do but sometimes the athletes we don't have that gap year so or even other people in their other sectors of life they don't have time to take a step back to kind of like see what they truly want to do or, or truly seek the, the resources and help that they need um, so yeah that was my experience well that has been my experience yeah um, over the course of years so yeah. Oh, so that's really cool. Um, how was so? Obviously, you were talking about how you didn't perform up to your your top performance at the combine. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how was that experience? Like, kind of getting picked up by the Dolphins. Mm. Was that was that cool? <laughs> it was. It was pretty cool. I remember I was back at home, um, and I was texting some coaches like, "Hey, you know, they're like, hey, we're interested in you. If we don't pick you up in this round, we're gonna sign you." prior to free agent i was talking with the the giant mean not the giants the dolphins um yeah staff and they were pretty excited like hey look we see that you can do a lot you can play corner safety you know you're just an athlete right and i'm like all right like they see value in just more than one position for me and so you know at first i was just like coming to miami is hot like i was like i'm from georgia but like <laughs> this is tropical heat this is different yeah and so i'm not gonna lie, i was a little timid about that but i'm like you know i'm up for the challenge mm-hmm um and yeah when i when i got the call i was like i was excited i was a, i was zealous like super zealous i bet yeah I, yeah I i love like that's like one of the most fun things seeing like i they only really show the people who at the draft getting mm-hmm. getting chosen and like once you you start to see the people like down the list like who are like yeah who like like obviously like there's the top players who know they're gonna get drafted like top five top ten whatever and but like the the ones who like they're like not sure if they're gonna get drafted, they might go into free agency or something. Yeah. And then they get picked, and like you see them like just their reaction. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's it's mm-hmm. so cool because I guess like okay, so going back to I mean, you started sixth grade, you went through high school. Was there like a point throughout that where you were like? I'm going to play, I'm going to play professionally. Like this is, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop me. I, I think it was, it was high school. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. I just, when I saw what I could do, like playing all those positions and I was like, I'm not even in college yet, but I know I have the mental capacity to go out there and like, and perform on under, you know, any type of like obstacle or stress. And then mm-hmm. obviously when I got to college, had to learn but like I was I feel like I was able to like adapt and like with my athleticism I was just like I can play out here and so like it was started from high school and then I got to college and I was just like yeah I'm actually like these are people who are about to get drafted and I was like this is the next stage and I was like I'm on the stage now all I gotta do is perform and so then when it clicked from there I was just like well when I go to the league well I've already I'm already in the same pot as the guys who have been drafted all the people in the league right now are similar to the people who are in the pot. All all they have right now is just experience. So I'm like, I'm here, I'm in here now. All I got to do is just be consistent, 
you know, maintenance in terms of my body and, you know, mm-hmm. mental health. And this is, this is, this is where I want to be. So that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's so cool. Going through like growing up and going through all that. Did you have, I guess like an idol or someone that you were striving to be like mm. to mimic to like that you were just like this guy's got it right like and or girl like yeah but like someone just someone that you aspired to be like you just liked how they upheld themselves professionally sure and to be honest i was i was kind of like a sponge like i didn't really have a particular person but like yeah. i would find you know professional athletes or collegiate athletes and whatever they did i was just like i can add that to my you know, equipment bag or tool bag of skill. Yeah. And so what Your I bat did was belt. like, yeah, my bat belt. Bat. I was like, all right, Patrick, <laughs> bat, Patrick Peterson, you yeah. know, calm, cool, collected, you know, Richard Sherman, like smart, you know, you know, or Cam Newton, like having swag, you know, just being yourself out there. So like yeah. taking little pieces and then like even LeBron, like, hey, like this is something I want to do in the future as an athlete, like advocate for things outside of my sport, like nice. add that to the tool bag or, you know, or just Meyer Moore, like Maya Moore, like all these different, like, you know, I looked at as brothers and sisters because, like, we're, we're doing something that's similar. Like, yeah, you know, we're athletes. So, like, that's kind of how I looked at. So, I don't, yeah, I kind of looked at them as brothers and sisters. I'm like, those are my mentors. Like, these are people I can see eye to eye with. And, you know, how can I truly tap in into myself and, like, actually build a mantra? So, trying to curate curation man it's big for me. i like it yeah you gotta you know it's something definitely i, I like that answer because there's you don't want to like become obsessed with like someone and you have to be that person because mm. you're not that person Absolutely. and you're gonna have you have different experiences from birth till death and so yeah. you're you see something about someone that you like and you're like hmm I'm going to do that because that's something that I can do. Like with LeBron, like he's advocating outside of basketball to do other, whatever, whatever he's working with. I don't really know actually, <laughs> but whatever uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He has um, like his own charter school. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so whatever that is, like that's something that you can control. Like you can, you can kind of do something like that. And so I don't know, like that. I think that's the smart way of doing it because there's a lot of comparison out in the world. Oh, hold up. What kind of puppy we got here? Give a, give a shout uh, out to the puppy. Shout out, shout out to Honey. That's Honey? It's Honey, yeah. Oh. You remember her from uh, back last year? She was little. Was it, was it last year? Did, did I meet yeah. Honey? I, do, yeah. I don't, I don't uh, really remember her. Okay. I'm sorry. Because she was, my, she brother's, was my brother's dog is named Honey. As oh, well. no way. Yeah, yeah. So, so great Man. name for a great for name a dog. for sure. And I always got to pause the podcast, you know, just to to give shout outs to dogs. Oh, There's, for sure, man. I think Honey's the third to join the oh. Team Egos podcast. So, shout out so to shout dogs. out, Honey. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think, like I was saying about like the, there still is that that like I've actually seen recently, um, people calling it flexing culture. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard, I've it. heard of that. It's just a new word for kind of the same stuff that we've seen where it's like keeping up with the, with the, wait, what is it? Keeping up with the Jones, <laughs> keeping up with like your neighbors. Sure. Um, like basically like you see something and like you gotta, you gotta flaunt. Like, so mm. even though you can't afford something, you're, you're flaunting it. Yeah. And, and so people do that comparison thing. Absolutely. And like, you, if you look to someone 
like again just staying on the lebron track it's if you look to someone like that mm-hmm. i mean obviously the man has done amazing <laughs> things for himself amazing things in the sport of basketball and he has beyond success he's beyond successful so it's like you try to be that prematurely mm. and it's not how it works because yeah. again i don't know the full lebron story but i'm sure he's he's been pretty humble his he seems like a pretty like confident and can come off cocky but also he's kind of <laughs> earned that yeah, yeah. Like, like fair enough i think there's a like he's got a he can he can flaunt he can yeah. flaunt a little it's the in like the idea of the flexing culture it's like you're flexing like oh yeah, I, i'm I this, get it. i'm this but i'm not like right. you're like come on see be real be humble yeah maybe one day but like For right sure. now yeah and i think that's a good point because i i realized like you know i wasn't i'm not i wasn't able to you know flex you know my ego or attributes because i don't truly i don't have it i'm not going to do something that's out the way or spend you know my my money on something i know i'm going to need later on so it's just like Mm -hmm. how can i take something that's really accessible and like free now and then you know add it to the repertoire and you know build upon that i think you know society now a lot of young kids or whatever like you know they want to be they want to you know fit in and you know to be accepted and i think everyone does but i think there is Mm -hmm. different different boundaries you have to set for yourself and make sure that you know you're able to like truly still you know be yourself in any given category it doesn't matter if it's sports you know your relationship or at your job or whatever it may be i think we still have to have a you know somewhat of a, a boundary put in place to know like all right that's going too far that's not really what i want to do it's just like what i saw you know so. yeah and by the way, you definitely do have the ability to flex on people. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you're playing in the NFL. Like, don't yeah. don't sell yourself short, dude. Oh, it's good. A, that is a that you're beyond a lot. Of I appreciate that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah, don't don't sell yourself short. But I, I love that's honestly from day one, um, just meeting you. That's like something I noticed real quick is just how humble you are and mm-hmm. how you're not going to be doing that. Like you can be as successful as like, I don't know, as you want, but you're always going to stay, keep that track. And, and I, and I appreciate that because it's important because again, you, you have, whether you know it or you are not, you definitely could be flexing on people, Mm. but it's, yeah, it's appreciated. It's appreciated to see that in professional athletes. Cause I think too, it's just another like the di- whole distance thing we were talking about there's a there can be a stereotype to professional athletes mm, for sure. and it's so having this conversation right now hopefully it brings a little bit of awareness like not just to you yeah. as i mean because definitely people are going to get to know you a little bit better sure. but i think and you can speak to this like there's probably a lot of guys out there like you who can who are just real people like they're yeah. out here like they've just have that that amazing talent to be great yeah. at football for sure and like and they pursued it and they did it and they crushed it but they're also just humble people like who can just hang out they're yeah. curious about herbs they're curious mm. about tea <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. they want to just build healthier healthier lives for mm-hmm. people and i love that i yeah. love that yeah I, I think man just in terms of the teammates or just friends that i've come across like there's definitely like a wide like 
spectrum of individuals whether they're into i don't even know like being an astronaut or like learning you know mm. astrology you know astrology or like have this like crazy crazy like fantasy about it or like i don't know like connection with it i should say um and so like when you you're in the space kind of like when you hear their story hear things that they're interested in you're like dang like no one actually knows about this everyone like sees this person this way on the media but like actually in person he's actually like this and so then it's just like you know we truly don't know like who someone is just based off media and based off marketing you actually have to you know actually sit down and talk with they're they're humans at the end of the day and like mm. you just never know what they bring to the table um and so like for me i'm just always in a space where i kind of just i kind of i want people to like know who i am through the media or through marketing like that i want that to embrace who i am yeah yeah that to embrace who i am because like i feel like at times like we can like portray a certain type of image because of yep. money or different like benefits that do come with that and for me i'm more so like hey like i don't really care about the the money driven you know aspect for this i if this is something i want to do i want to do so people can know and like truly you know understand me mm -hmm. um and i think you know it kind of depends on the person so mm -hmm. to each their own right yep yeah people put it, their riches in you know different areas my riches are into you know fully you know valuing what i want to do and like on every given aspect other people was just like oh i can be selective i can do that and so like that's that's just what they want to do yeah. yeah and that's cool and that's cool like you said to each their own and I think uh, people are going to appreciate the authenticity that you bring to the table. Uh, I know, like I said, I do, and it, and it definitely was something I, I appreciated. But all right, I got I I got to ask when you were saying like there's some people out there like that are portrayed this way, mm. keeping this uh, just just playful banter. Is there anybody right. that like people might know who have like they have like a weird like like mm. they're like want to be an astronaut or something like that that you you got to call out? I'm I'm gonna just like. I'm gonna generalize it. I'm gonna just say like the the D lineman, the D line, the D, yeah, group, yeah defensive line. Like, yeah. They just have their own persona, like in ter well, yeah, just in terms of like personality that I think they bring to the table where they don't really know that it's fascinating or it's like really cool to actually think about these concepts or do these different like things are unconventional. So I'm gonna just leave it like that. But okay okay yeah i don't know because like people look at them oh they're aggressive they're six six three hundred mm -hmm. pounds six eight but they're doing things that are like not really intimidating you know and things that are like oh like you know you, you have a you know a little bit more you know lovable like inspirational like cherishable side about you and it's just like oh that's really dope that's beautiful beautiful to see as a human yeah and it's just like you're not always in this constant like you know you know i guess character all the time and who can be in this one character all the time like that's not really that's not really conducive to all the different multi-facets of life um and things that you should be wanting to you know love and show you know share care for so uh you know for me i think that was something big for me because it's just like you just see there's you know people that have tapped into other like cultures or other different types of capital where you know they truly embody it and then it's just like you know once you see it on the media that's kind of like what's stuck in your head and mm -hmm. sometimes like i feel like once you understand someone's story you know how to you can respect them more you can love them you know so much more or you know differently than how you did so 
I think that kind of comes down to kind of knowing your, you know, person in life, whether it's your girlfriend or boyfriend or if it's your brother or sister. Like, you, you know their story, so you know how to love them. You know how to treat them. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest, you know, disconnection is we don't know enough about the athlete, so we don't know how to love them or treat them. Mm-hmm. All we see them, all we, all, you know, all we see them is on the TV yeah. or through this marketing ad. So we're like, all right, so I guess I'll treat them like this or love them like this because, like, that's all I know about them. And so when you hear the story, it's just like, oh, like this guy, this brother is actually deeper or it has more substance that I can that I can align with. And it's yeah, that's why it's just kind of like up for grabs at the end of the day in terms of how you perceive something. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's again, that's that's really cool. And I like it because you don't get that enough, really. You don't get it enough. Like, I think people especially nowadays, people are really gravitating towards authenticity. Mm. And if you're authentic or if you're in a position like you or a position like your teammates who they have a platform and can be authentic there at the same time, again, I think, uh, I think people are going to gravitate more towards that yeah. and they're going to, they're going to see that, Oh yeah, this person's just an extremely athletic, normal guy <laughs> who's, who's out here, and just doing something incredible but yeah. at the end of the day likes going home and again likes likes really diving deep into herbalism likes likes starting gardens likes yeah. i don't know puppies stuff like that sure. and like just it's like oh, i can connect with you on that mm-hmm. stuff like that's that's cool and yeah i think that's uh that's powerful yeah. um throughout your time at college like so you mm. mentioned you made almost like a business decision when you had the opportunity if you were like well i might i might get an opportunity to sign at like notre dame northwestern yeah. some of these like midwest schools sure. um or like big 10 schools so were you talking like if i <clears throat> sorry if i don't go i guess like what, what did you mean by that was that because you were going to pursue education as well with the athletic pursuit yeah, I, I think so. For me, education was like plan A, and I kind of looked nice. at like my skill set, like being just like plan B. Like if the education I graduate, plan A is just like all right, like cool. I have an opportunity to to get get into the workforce. But then plan B is just like for me, I looked at plan D, plan B because like injuries could possibly happen and things like that. And so like if I put too much in one category it's kind of like diversifying your portfolio for stocks right for me it was just you know stock a and stock b or you know or etf a etf b yeah um and so i was just like you know like whatever outperforms the other one you know that's where i'm (laughs) gonna pour money into and so like so i looked at it as that and when i saw the opportunity you know present itself because of you know this annual performance you know was just really it was a 50% versus a 20% annually. And I was just like, you know, this 50% looks really, really, you know, edible right now. So let me let me actually, you know, partake into this. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of that, making a business decision, I knew, you know, education was priority for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, all right, free education. Why not? Why can't this not be plan A? Um, because I actually had to get the grades in order to actually be, you know, to qualify to go to Northwestern first, yeah, and then my athleticism came second. So like, it just made make sense for made sense for me, and it was just like, I know I can't play this game 
for my entire life. So if mm-hmm. I can always work and create my entire life. So it was just kind of easy for me to kind of break it down into those different categories. Mm-hmm. And I really did have a really good supporting cast that helped me um, kind of think about things on a critical level and a more so just logical and just being real type of thing. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. So what did you uh, study at Northwestern? Yeah. So I was in a school of education and social policy. My major was learning and organizational change. Nice. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Pretty healthy. Uh, yeah, pretty healthy and just different type of major. But pretty much you learn about the macro and micro levels of organization. And you look at you look at things that you can incorporate or and yeah, incorporate in order to build or enhance performance levels. So you look at programs, the types of people, the location, all these different things. So it was really, really interesting to kind of look at the foundation of a lot of in you know organizations or communities that were surrounding organizations or the people um, that were in the organization, how they create policies within that organization, how that affects not only that organization organization but communities and even national like Mm. um yeah national regions or whatever that may be so just look at the overall effect but you look at it from micro and the macro perspective and you kind of you know dissect the the micro and you dissect the macro and look at the systems and you look at the people and you look at how they influence each other so yeah amazing what kind of drew you to that specifically man at first it's very people oriented and I was just like, you know, like, I think this is something that I'm really, I can be good at. So it was more so like the social aspect first of it. Because it was like Northwestern, you look, I have all these majors, but everyone else is like so antisocial, socially awkward. Mm-hmm. But like CESPI, which is short for social, um, School of Education and Social Policy, everyone's like, like me. Like, it's just a little bit more yeah. like easygoing, like we're yep. discussion based and groups working together to solve problems and create solutions and i was just like you know like this i'm kind of i'm an athlete I, i'm part of a team this is what we do we come together there's a problem the problem is the opponent is iowa this week <laughs> and we got to create a solution got to create a game plan for it and so create a game plan to you know go out here and, and whatever the project may be and we started to i start to realize that you know we're handling you know situations right now that are real life things that we could be tackling whether it's injustices like um, opportunities to learn about like how to enhance performance levels or to be creative and create our own type of you know t platform or mm-hmm. you know whatever that may be and i was just like this is an opportunity for me to become creative to think outside the box sometimes there's no rules you, you go and you come into a classroom it's like you know they give you a topic and it's just like you create you know what you think is beautiful what you think is you know, acceptable for this, you know, somewhat syllabus, if there is one, you know what I mean? Whatever that may be, but it was just an opportunity for me to like be uncomfortable. Uh, and I found that, you know, I can be uncomfortable with other people so that we can come together and actually breed care and breed like actual something that's uh, enhancing for each other. Yeah. It was that's cool to do that because cool. everyone was vulnerable. It's just like, we're working together. We don't even know each other, but like, let's do it. Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah, that's the fun part about college is you kind of get thrown into, into a thing. And again, most people have no idea what's going on. Ah, that's what, honestly, what I figured out after graduating 
<laughs> most people have no idea what's most, going on. N- not even close, yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of you kind of just muddle your way through life mm-hmm. and hope for the best and just kind of yeah. listen to those gut instincts and and surround yourself with people who are also muddling their way through life in a positive Great. way and it's uh hopefully it ends out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So all right, with like the with college football, or I guess actually no, just in general, was do you have like a favorite football moment, mm. or like and it could be like a game, it could be just a moment, it could be but what like football Ooh. specifically? Man, I think it's, I'm gonna go back to 2019. It was actually my first game playing with the Dolphins. My first game I got to like start whatever. Um, yeah, we're playing against the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles and I got out there and I'm like Hard Rock Stadium like this is lit it's a sunny day it's beautiful right yeah the grass smells beautiful the paint like everything's perfect and I'm out there and like bro I'm looking around I'm like I'm never like I'm never really I don't say never nervous but like there's butterflies but like at times like it was I literally like felt detached like I was just like this is my body this is mm. my mind yeah like i was over here and i was just like bro like (laughs) i feel like a gladiator like i feel like this is a coliseum like that was like i was like bro we're really out here like (laughs) like not necessarily fighting each other but like we're really out here competing yeah on the highest stage yeah and there's people just watching and like glorifying like touchdowns and big hits right and then like yeah i think that was like a surreal moment for me um, just, just to like, cause I never really, like I played in, you know, the big house in Michigan, went to Iowa and, you know, they're crazy fans. And I've never really just been like, like, you know, stepped out like, dang, like I'm here. Like, this is like, so it was really good for me to reflect. Maybe not mm-hmm. during that time period, actually during the game and I had to go out yeah. there and perform, but it was, uh, I think it was good for me like to actually just be like, to show, you know, to, to, to reflect and like, like I'm, I'm. Like, this is dope. Like, this is cool. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I worked my way up to this point. Like, I should, like, celebrate it in a way, but maybe not now. Like, I don't think that was really convenient for me, but I did it anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool, dude. I, yeah. again, that's like, that's just like one of those things I think a lot of people fantasize about. Mm. And that's a cool thing. Like, just stepping out. And literally looking around and there are people like yeah there are people there for you like and like yeah. you said you are a gladiator i'm a Just gladiator there. Like, that is a that's a great way i mean ideally uh no one's gonna everyone's gonna leave the field in one piece yeah, and, sure. and everything but um ah oh, man like i yeah i like even like because i've had like moments like that and like just like the, those butterflies but i could i i can't imagine i can't yeah. imagine like what that's like yeah like you said like probably in the moment it's not always the same but when you just like look back you're like holy shit yeah it's yeah. just on like i'm playing professional football like what <laughs> for like, sure that's i don't know I, again it's how my mind thinks is like mm-hmm. what the hell's going on <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been a part of like a big hit like a like one mm. that's like kind of just like either rocked your socks hopefully mm. not or you've rocked like yeah it was actually against iowa bro like, oh yeah iowa and minnesota so um 
actually so i think it was, it was my sophomore year mm-hmm. um a guy it was versus iowa it was you guys did like a reverse um okay. with the receiver and like yeah. he came around and like i was like shedding a block and i came off just in time he was just like trying to shake me i'm like yeah like you don't really have anywhere to go and so like i literally like i kind of hit him in like the mid like torso area and like flipped him and like it was like huge it was, a, it was a tackle for loss and yeah. it was just like it was one of those games we went to ot um with iowa which wait which season was this what year i think 2017 season 2017 so yeah. that was the year i graduated okay that was yeah that was uh in northwestern at northwestern yep at, or at northwestern yeah because yeah. dude you guys always like i knew like going into that into those games <laughs> like iowa it didn't matter how didn't, good yeah. Iowa was like there or like i just always knew that northwestern was gonna be one of the hardest games for iowa to win it was just like one of those things i'm like why it just like, doesn't matter on. the record yeah no, yeah it doesn't sure. matter the record like yeah and you guys actually had, yeah like you said you had a great season 2019 but so wait so you is there is there a video i'm, I'm assuming oh yeah there's video. a video actually um, i gotta yeah I'm, i'll send it to you actually yeah yeah, yeah like I'll yeah, send i gotta it. see this because i'm sure i'm sure i saw it in real time <gasps> and was <Yeah>. sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so is that hit and then like um there's a hit that i was like on special teams and i was running Mm. and like there's two returners a punt returner two punt returners and i was just like the guy running down it to go make a hit and then like one of the guys like just blindsided me oh. yeah and i was just out nothing wait, crazy actually, though wait, did you get knocked out yeah i got like i got knocked i was like blear vision for a minute that was probably one of the biggest hits that i've had so but there's not a video of that i was actually looking for a video of that just to see how yeah. hard it was um yeah, I just kind of got ear hold. It was shitty. Probably the yeah. biggest, yeah, the biggest hit that I've taken. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, it's, it's the ones. Yeah, it's the ones that you don't see, man. That are, oh yeah, those, isn't that is that illegal now? Yeah, that's illegal now. But yeah, kind of yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I get it, but it's it's like because dude, there was in high school. I remember we were watching. I was an offensive lineman, whether you believe that or not. I was big. <laughs> I've lost a little weight and yeah um but definitely I uh I remember like there was a practice this was sophomore year I was watching the linebackers and they were doing this drill <laughs> and it's not funny because a kid got got really hurt but they were doing this drill where there would be one guy like looking at the coach and like chopping his feet oh god and there would be another guy who would have like a 20 yard sprint head start, head, like yeah. just head start sprint and when the coach said like now the linebacker had to turn and take the hit and like whoa i haven't seen and, that like one. that was it like that was it like, you just like take the hit like you you turn and like you like taking a charge yeah basically. basically like well no 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 so you're not like just going to take the charge like you're going to get into it and like the idea was to stop the person like well yeah i'm just saying it's like just due to science is like taking but a charge. oh yeah no yeah. it's taking a charge i mean and so i think one of the first or second times someone did this drill just like blown off his feet i'm sure major concussion he literally was he couldn't play football for the rest of like he was done wow. with football that was his last yeah. football practice last football like ever I'm and sure. like like i said it's not funny because of that but i was like in my mind i'm like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a horrible, a horrible drill. Like, what? Yeah, what? I don't. 
<laughs> the tactics and the yeah the things that they come up with at times or have traditional you know been looked at as a way to to increase masculinity or whatever that means. yeah you know beef beef for football it's just like fucking stupid it's just stupid it's just stupid yeah stupid. yeah so oh that's, Dang, that's tough man i can i can right to, like to yeah, that the guy, last play yeah right because i mean granted the guy had like a lot of concussions uh leading up to it so he was just one of those kids who uh yeah it was an it was an unfortunate scenario where he, like, he already had like five concussions or something sure all from football and so then got that one and they're like that was a major one you should stop like you should be done and mm. yeah i hope, dude that's like that guys the, doing better yeah i yeah i haven't talked with him probably since yeah since that practice in high school yeah. it's been he was one of those guys i just never really uh was close close friends with but sure. um yeah dude the the whole like brain injury thing with football man. is that yeah does that like scare you yeah. at all yeah man is that, something no, that you br- think about and man brain injury man head yeah head trauma bro like mm-hmm. statistically and just the information that's out here man it's just one of those things right you know i do think about it like you know is this something that i want to continue to do is this something you know impaired cognitive function is something i want to have you know, experience and, you know, later on in my life, whether it's 10, 20 years from now when I have kids or want to do things that are, you know, suitable for me or things that I'm interested in pursuing, like, will I have, you know, any type of detrimental effects from that? And so, yeah, this is always like a daily, like, it's a, yeah, daily conversation I have with myself. Um, just because, like, I'm so much bigger than, you know, the sport for the, you know, than the sport. It has got me up to, this platform and this stage to where i can you know present myself in a certain way but i'm like you know i can never put a price tag on my health um and so you know with that when it comes down to health man i'm always a huge proponent of that i'm not never gonna you know toot anyone's horns because they want to see me out there you know in mm-hmm. this coliseum right and, yeah. and to be out there fighting gla- other gla- gladiators yeah and so like for me um i think it's always a daily reflection for me um and i haven't taken any crazy hits to the head um other than that one time versus minnesota and one time during high school that i vividly you know experienced and remember just like oh like that was tough mm-hmm. so i haven't even experienced that at the professional level um which is good. Know, glory to god which is really good but it's still one of those things where it only takes one hit yeah. um and, and you see it from different stories, whether someone's riding a bike and they fall or car accident and, you know, whatever that may have happened. But it's just one of those things where I'm continue, I'm going to continue to make the, the best educated decision based off my health in that time period. And I'm going to be the individual where I don't go out there and call it quits when my body tells me I need, I need to stop because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the worst thing to do. Because if you're you're going until you have nothing left, then what about life after that? Yeah, what are you going right. to bring to the table after that? Your brain is, you know, impaired. You, physically, you can't move as you know as good as you want to. It's hard for you to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be like what people are asking, so what am I living for? So I don't want to. I don't want to put myself in that position. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very important that I prioritize my health, um, especially now. You know, with the pandemic. 
you know, mm-hmm. especially that. That put a lot of things into perspective too. Um, but just ultimately with just head trauma, and just yeah. it doesn't even have to be straight to the head. It can be to the shoulder because you're, you know, your and brain just like stem, the shake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't realize your spinal cord is connected to your brain. Like everything mm-hmm. shakes, and so yep. like it doesn't even take the hit head, you know, hit to the head. It can just be like just a really big hit like to the chest like mm-hmm. not, you know what i mean so it just depends on the velocity and velocity and the hit and the angle whatever that may be but it's just like yeah i think it's a really important topic because you never know like people could be experiencing you know mental you know experiences due to a lot of hits to the head and yeah that may be a discussion that they're afraid to talk about but they know that it it provides them with you know, the luxury of a, of a crazy life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 It's well, like you said, they're, I don't know what like the average retiring age of an NFL athlete is, but it's like in the thirties, I would say. And it's like, that's a lot of time of life left, like a lot of life left. You're going to be a, ideally a majority of your life is not going to be in the NFL. Like a majority of your life, like at least actively playing in the NFL, you might be involved in other ways. And so it's like, okay, well, how do you want to live mm. that other 90, ideally, like whatever it is, sure, sure, years, 60 to 90, it's 100. Yeah, how yeah. old do you think? <laughs> However, old do you depending think you're on, gonna get, depending on your health, right? Yeah, depending on your, on your health, yeah. exactly. Um, and so, like, yeah, when you, I think it's it is that's why it's football is under scrutiny right. especially nowadays it's like they're making rules and yeah i mean yeah, you talk about like protocols yeah yep yeah and you talk about like special teams special teams is a is a whole different realm i, I remember playing special teams in high school where people aren't as fast and aren't Although I, I got rocked a couple of times. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Like I remember it's like, ugh. I look, like you said, you vividly remember those. Like yeah. you're just like, I wonder what that did to me and mm. that I'm going to experience 50 years from now because of that hit. Um, yeah, so it's a, I don't know, it's an interesting, it'll be curious, I'll, I'll be curious as I think a lot of people will be to see where the football is in 10 years. Yeah, kind of like what changes they make because it's a very different sport. Like just in like the how you can hit the quarterback and like what kind of penalties there are. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. no no blindsiding anymore. Correct. Um, very different compared to where that was ten, even ten, yeah, ten mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Um, so it'll be curious, interesting to see what happens in another ten. I agree. In regards to that, I agree. What's um What's your training like for for football? You you were mentioning before the podcast that you you wanted to get into cycling. Oh into yeah, that. I don't know. So right now, I mean, I'm just I go to this uh, facility of it's maybe twenty thirty minutes away. I just pretty much do training up there for like hour and a half, two hours. Do you do it? Is it like your own training, or is there like specific training that you have to do for uh, the Giants? Uh, I can't. I, so it's kind of depends on the athlete. You can either do like a you know the plan that they give holistically for all athletes mm-hmm. or you can go to you know a trainer that you best you know align with and have a relationship with mm-hmm. so that's what i pretty much do and we just get some good work in and so i was thinking about that i was just like you know like i usually just do that midday because like there's no really i don't know reason to get up really early because like i i feel like 
I need to have something midday so I don't just like sit around midday. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or sit around all day because I worked out in the morning. So now I was thinking about cycling. I'm like, oh, I can work out early, like six o'clock, six a.m. Mm-hmm. And then like chill a little bit, and then like get ready and go do some actual training. So like maybe a thirty minute, forty five minute session, depending on what the cycling place has. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just get the juices going because like I feel like if I'm able to you know get active and get up like the midday session should be so much easier. So that's what I'm looking forward to trying to implement. And we'll see what happens with that. Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I, I kind of, I was thinking about it. Like you're in the off season. And so I, w- I was wondering like if there's like a strict mm. sort of regimen that they have you on in these off yeah. seasons. No, I mean, they, they let you be professional and they're like, Hey, you're professional. Like, so, you know, you should, you know, do things that are best for you. Um, just make sure you come back ready. So cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you're you're an adult. Yeah, they're not gonna babysit <laughs> you, you now. It's just like yeah, you know, yeah. they're paying you all this money. It's just like, all right, well, you have the money, you have the resources. Just get the job. Just done. do it. Like that. <laughs> just get the job done. done. Just get the job done. So yeah, and you are predominantly, uh, or you're strictly plant based, right? With the strictly diet? plant based. Yeah. How's that? How how is that treating you? <laughs> it's been good, bro. Um, yeah. So, pretty much. Yeah, when did going that start? Three, going on three years now. Three years. Yeah. And going what's on three the, years. what's the, like the the driving force behind it? Man, initially it started off just, you know, I was having weird like, like pre like so like it started like during pregame. Um, like I would feel like obviously you feel butterflies, but like I would feel nauseous. I would feel like I mm. I need to throw up. I'm like, why why do I need to puke before a game? This is so weird. I've been playing ball all my life, mm-hmm. and then I realized uh, I think I just had like a weird reaction to dairy, and it was just like I was either drinking dairy the night before or that morning of you know the game, mm-hmm. and once I kind of just did elimination diet, I realized that that played a huge role in terms of how I felt before games. Yeah. Um, and so I did that. And then obviously energy was kind of, you know, weird for me at times. I was just like, you know, I'm not as, don't feel like I can sleep, feel like I'm really, really moody. So I started doing my own due diligence to learn more about how I can incorporate, you know, veg, vegetables and fruits to my, to my just eating regimen. Um, and so I got with the dietitian and things like that. So I started implementing them more and more. And then, yeah, so I kind of grew from that aspect and then I started cutting out. So for me, I was just like, started doing research on meat. And I was just like, oh, red meat. And I'm like, oh, I don't really need that. Cut out red meat. And I was like, oh, like, you know, chicken is cool, but I don't really need that. Cut out chicken. And the last thing I cut out was just like fish. Mm. Um, so then I cut that out and it was just all like, just me just trying to figure out like, what, how do I bet, how can I, you know, implement something that enhance my performance whether it's on the field and off the field just a human as general and i just found like just cutting out all of that and just like i just felt amazing and it helped me and i did that during you know my process during the combine for my um my hamstring and that's how i got back and i was able to perform during preseason for the dolphins and it was strictly just because of that routine and that eating regimen and then later on i've you know obtained or yeah obtained a ethical um part about it and it was just more so learning about how food is political Mm. and you know the politics behind food depending on the location and geographic region that you're located in and Mm -hmm. how accessible it is to certain people or 
or how animals are treated. And I just realized that, you know, learning more about like how we can incorporate a lot of foods, we can really protect ourselves, our body armor, our immune system, and ultimately help with a lot of, you know, deficiencies that we may be having that we may not know of. Um, and so tapping into those spaces, I realized that there was so much more education and, you know, that I needed to learn about, mm. you know, the injustices on foods and, and how foods can ultimately, you know, help a lot of individuals who are being, you know, deprived of certain types of foods. And so I was just like, how do we bridge that gap? Because, you know, this is a social issue. This isn't uh, an issue of, you know, of like, oh, like, okay, like, you just don't like this because you just don't like it. It's just sometimes they don't know if it's beneficial or how to season it or how to make it part of their dish um, in terms of their communities. And so when I learn, you know, there's so many different spaces to incorporate, you know, food, health, um, and just overall health into, like, all your, as you know, aspects of life. And I was just like, yeah, this is, like, something I really want to tap into and, like, get to learn more about. And so now it's just kind of just I've been embodying it and, you know, the, the biggest thing I'm really, you know, ready for is to tap into the wellness space and just see what I can add to that. Yeah. Um, whether it's food, whether it's journaling, whether it's tea, whether it's kombucha, toothpaste, you know, whatever that may be. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I like that. I like that a lot. It's, uh, I don't know, kind of kind of bringing it all back to what we were talking about at the beginning where it's like a lot of just like medicine comes from the earth and mm. like what's all about what, what you're putting into your body do you have like a uh, are you pretty diverse with what you eat when it comes to plants or like or is it um i don't do you have like your your good go-to's that you, like you pretty much eat every day yeah. so i mean i pretty much you know what sea moss is what was it sea moss sea moss um yeah. is it moss from the sea <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it's pretty much that but like so actually this is so sea moss is actually it's also called irish moss so this is all this is also um um so during the irish i think it was the irish potato plague yeah, um, yeah. so you know they're deficient in a lot of you know different areas um and they're really really sick and so mm -hmm. they use sea moss to build up mm. their immune system. So sea moss actually has 92 minerals um, of the 112 minerals that the body needs. Whoa. And so, yeah, I use this as a multi-vitamin um, every day. Actually, I'm going to go get it right now. I have the gel base. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, let's see it. So, yeah, this is uh, this is Jamaican sea moss. Okay. Um, by Lance, my guy Lance, he's the, the yeah, distributor yeah. of it. But, but yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, pretty much wash, soak, and then you boil, and then you blend it, and then it turns into gel. Or you can just drink it as tea, however you want. Oh, it. yeah, that's super cool. I've never, I've never heard of that. Is that so? Um, that's the Lance here in Miami, or yeah, Lance, right? okay, for sure. So definitely yeah, look yeah. that one up, man. Look up sea moss. Well, really, really good for you. You gotta, yeah. I'll look up sea moss. Um, does Lance have like, uh, like a website or something? Oh yeah, can I can stuff? share that with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, share that or give him a shout out right now. Like, yeah, um, definitely. Let me actually <laughs> putting you on the spot. No, you're good, man. But no, it sounds Lance sounds like a like a cool dude who's been influential and sounds really knowledgeable about mm -hmm. this stuff. And 
I think, uh, yeah, deserves this a little is, shout uh, out. Yeah, this is you uh, Lance, say it? Yeah, Lance Curse. Uh, you can follow him at Captain Plant It, Captain with a K. Okay, Plant. Captain Plant It, IT. Okay, Captain Plant It. Yeah. And yeah, share share me share with me some uh, some of like if he has a website or anything, and I'll I'll put it Definitely. in like the show notes for people to um, check out. The website is called Jamaica Jamaica uh, Jamaica's Favorite dot com. Jamaica's Favor. Favorite. Favorite. Yep. Jamaica's Favorite dot com. I love it. That's cool. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. So so sea moss. Sea moss. Yeah. Um, and I have like my multivitamin, mm-hmm. but I usually just take sea moss and and I just I just really just grab a ton of vegetables and and you know vegetables and fruits and stuff like that and i have my omega-3s some plant-based um so that's been a huge incorporation and obviously my b12 so nice so i have a a complex um vitamin b complex um supplement um and i have my iron right here so (laughs) yeah i'm thinking about that yeah i think pretty much that's pretty much it are you do you consider yourself vegan or are you uh vegetarian uh vegetarian okay so you eat, like, i still eggs i still and... eat eggs no okay. no dairy though yeah yeah no dairy yeah because yeah, i know you you were saying that so wasn't sure if that encompassed gotcha. everything but um cool so okay so what's like the you're talking about the journal moving forward like mm. that you're going to be working on what else is uh in the future like what, what else you got moving forward Man, I want to create something, man. Um, I did mention toothpaste, like, very randomly. Yeah, I know. That yeah. was a little random. That was a little random. If, uh, if there was something there. Yeah. Um, something that works with the toothpaste thing right now. All right. So, you don't have to... Can you share yeah, anything with us, or is it uh, kind man, of I'm, on the down low right now? No, I mean, I'm just more so, like, I'm really interested in just creating something that's holistic for the body, and sometimes, like, I feel, you know, the options that are out there are, you know, people don't really know what they're are actually intaking or using yeah and so i just want to give them a more comprehensive like view of like you know every ingredient that is being you know implemented into this product and i think sometimes like you know we can just go for the popular product and there's truth within the product though mm-hmm. whether that's true with this chemicals or something laboratory made um and so what i wrote on my the fridge too is just like always speak truth to power and so I think that's important for me. It doesn't matter what, you know, given situational man, always speak truth to to the, the power, dy- power dynamic that's in place. And because I think ultimately, you know, I'll feel better at the end of the day. And then I can tell myself, hey, I just didn't go with the flow with that one. You know, I was actually being intentional. So. So, yeah, man, toothpaste, I'm interested in it. That's <laughs> toothpaste. Yeah. Got to Hey, if it's if it's good, man. Like if it's, uh, I gotta connect you with my dad. He's mm. a dentist. Oh, yeah. that's big time. He's yeah. Although yeah. he's probably pushing, uh, he's pushing that retirement age. So oh, I'm sure. But he may be able to to dis- diverse uh, or uh, disperse a toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. In, in okay. that in that dental world. Definitely. I'm cool curious to not. see what, how that is. Yeah, man. I just got a lot of cool like projects that I want to work on. Um, I think this is a really good time to be explorative and to find things I truly want to do um, mm-hmm. and not just like sit around and work out and just like watch TV and like 
I don't even have cable. I just mm, yeah. <laughs> I just I just have my plants around here and and just like sit on the balcony and then you know I go to the beach or go to the pool or you know I Live work life. on my journal or yeah look at toothpaste you know whatever you know, <laughs> look different at things <laughs> I like or, that or, or or you know what I mean so it's just always different yeah. things I'm trying to work on or trying to trying to like learn about and I think the biggest thing for me is just like being from South Georgia mm-hmm. and being from an environment where you kind of don't know anything outside of that because you're mm-hmm. just consumed with all the information and you know things that are on you is being secluded from information and being secluded secluded from other things that you know I had to learn about by obviously traveling and things like that but I was just like dang if my mom or my dad actually knew some of the things that I had to actually endure or experience like I would have been a step ahead because I already knew their experience and -hmm. I already knew like some of the things that I could have been aware of yeah um and so like but you know sometimes you just don't know what you just don't know so for me I'm just like I just want to be proactive and and get out there and and be uncomfortable nice yeah that's a that's just a beautiful message for i think any anyone and everyone and uh it sounds all right one last question what kind of plants you got Ooh, so i'm not really good with names so i have snow i have nicknames for them snow (laughs) (laughs) there's carmen and there's i have peace lilies i have two peace lilies nice um peace lilies yeah yeah, I, actually, right I have their biological names up here, actually. I got, like, a, a Swiss plant, if you can see. I think it's, like, a Swiss cheese plant. You can see, like, oh, the behind no me. No way. Yeah. Where is it? Right behind me. Do you see me? Or see it? Oh, behind. no. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. Okay. All right, yeah. It's got, like, holes in the in the leaves and stuff. And, actually, the the more mature it gets, the the more holes that form in the, in the oh, leaves. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, like, it's actually, like, it's healthy if there's holes in the leaves, which is oh, weird. Oh, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, it's a good thing because there's a lot of holes in that, in that plant. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I may have to uh, check that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's good for low, lower light areas. Lower light. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, these are pretty, pretty much same thing. Like they're nice indoor plants. But so the first one, Cal- Calathea White Star. Um, and the second one is Dra- Draxina Carmen. That's what I call it, Carmen. All right. And then uh, Difetchim Bacha Snow. I feel like I'm pronouncing that so wrong, but <laughs> yep, that's... Yo, you're not fluent in Latin? Uh, no, not at all, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's what I'm rocking with. I'm trying to purify my, my just environment all the time. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. Awesome, Montre. Uh, is there... I guess, do you have anything you want to... Anybody you want to shout out? Anybody mm. uh, you want to give thanks to on just brought you to where you are right now ah man there's so many man yeah shout out to matt harris that's my guy shout out to jack i call him jack kombucha man you know what i'm talking about jack joseph people go listen i think it's episode eight or nine Mm -hmm. uh talk with him okay yeah yeah shout out to jack man he's a a baller uh shout out to lance shout out to both lances man yeah really good peeps um shout out to my guy Trey Williams. Hold it down. He's a he's a Northwestern guy too. And ultimately, man, shout out to you, man, for having me on here, Vince. Oh, man, this is a blessing. You. Of course. Um, and dude. then yeah, and then lastly, man, just shout out to the people, man. Without the people, man, there's uh, we are the product. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, if we realize that if we're all the product, you know, we change, we can change everything. Um, there's no power without the people. So, yeah, people should Hell tap yeah. in, man. They are the product to the environment. We got this. We got this. Exactly. Well, I think uh, you're pretty, are you active on social media? Can people follow you? Yeah, more? I'm active on Instagram, actually. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's your handle? It's, uh, actually, I gotta go to it right now. <laughs> awesome. Because I have, like, my Twitter handle is very similar, so I don't want to get that mixed up. So, yeah, it's uh, Montre, M-O-N-T-R-E, with two H's. Okay. Yeah, so make sure you make sure you give give me a follow and yeah i'll follow, yeah. I'll follow back i'm not really one of those individuals where like, ah, you know. hey people he's, he's got the blue chip Ooh, he's uh he's got true. the blue chip he's legit <laughs> so so if you follow him he, he follows you back you can you can brag to everybody like yo yeah man. i got i got someone famous following me definitely well Montre, dude thank you so much this has been a lot of fun um yeah a lot of good messages and uh I'm excited to hopefully work with you on some things in the future. Yeah. And just, I mean, just in general, I'm excited just to see you play ball. And hell yeah, just whatever happens, happens. I love it. Well, cool, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you to Montre for joining me today on the show. Remember to check him out on Instagram at MontreHH. That's M-O-N-T-R-E-H-H. If you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Thank you to Tiesta T for sponsoring today's episode. Check out their story in episode 7 and their website in the show notes. And remember to use code TMIGOS20, that's T-E-A-M-I-G-O-S 20, at checkout for 20% off your first order. To end today's show, we're going to do the Urban Dictionary T word of the day. And today's word is elderberries. Elderberries. Something your father smells of. Ah, a reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I see. Your mother was a hamster and your father smells of elderberries. Elderberries. Elder or elderberries is a genus of between 5 to 30 species of fast-growing shrubs or small trees. Two species herbaceous, formerly treated in the honeysuckle family. Caprifolicea but now shown by genetic evidence to be correctly classified in the Machatel family Adoxia. Huh. And number two in that definition, an insult used by the Frenchmen on the Holy Grail. Number three, elderberries, something your father smells of. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elderberries. Number four, elderberries, testicles of an old man. And again, your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Number five, elderberry, another term for an elderly person. There's no difference between calling your dad old man or an elderberry. Number six, elderberry, another term for an elderly person. There's no difference between calling your dad old man or elder. I wonder if that's a reference from something. Um, Well, there you have it, folks. Elderberries. Now you know. Thank you again so much for everyone who joined today. Love you. Have yourself a great day.